But these people eventually, uh, particularly Robert Livingston, will eventually stab Kid in the back with a fucking sharpened mast. <laughs> they are... Wait. They are Wait. massive dick machines. How does that work? Trust like, me. I'm picturing, like, a mast from, like, a... One of those giant ships they used to sail. I'm picturing some guy like picking it up over his head and just throwing it. Through. Actually, it was all of them collectively picking up the mast. I thought it was a half of mass. Welcome to We Talk About Dead People, a podcast where we pick two dead people and talk about their lives. I'm your host, Aaron C., and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Jammies D. Say hi, Jammies. Jammies! <laughs> what the fuck was that voice, anyway? I, I Cookie Monster or something? <laughs> uh, anyway, we hope to keep our listeners entertained and interested while we break down these characters from the odd and exciting family that is humanity. The way this works is that Jammies and I... I gotta stop doing no, that. No, stop now. <laughs> okay. The way this works is that James and I will do our amateurish best to give a basic account of the major events in these people's lives and how they responded to them. We also hope to give a fairly accurate depiction of their individual character, which is harder to do, but we're gonna try anyway. So, James, who do we have this week? Vikings and pirates. My two favorite categories of roleplay. Then this is the show for you. Shall we go on to the history lab? With all haste. Two mercenaries. One a Viking king from the frozen north. The other a privateer under the majesty's crown, hailing from Scotland. These are the dark tales of adventure on the high seas and constant mortal danger. Harold Hardrada and Captain William Kidd, the frightful sons of Poseidon himself. Sweet Jesus, I think someone broke in! How can you tell? Just look at my books! They're all out of order! I had this manga alphabetized, goddammit! Manga? I like it, okay? It's good for the heart. Look at this. It looks like a note. It's written in chicken scratch. I can barely read it. Give me that. Dear idiots. Who the fuck? Dear idiots. I know you're still making your podcast in your shitty basement history lab. <sighs> Believe me, I will stop you and I will make you pay for your crimes against academia? Crimes? We're doing real research on Wikipedia. Shh. They can still hear us. I meant encyclopedia. Encyclopedia. You are both assholes, and I will make you wish you were never bored. Fuck you. It says born. Answer it, James. You answer it. Nose goes. Joke's on you. I have no nose. Fuck, you're right. Who is this? This is, uh, Adam. And what the fuck do you want? Do you, do you guys know Lord History? How do you know that name? He's been hunting for me. He already killed my partner. Like, uh, like you're a lover or... No, no, you idiot. My, my podcast partner. I've been running a history podcast for ages, just like you guys, but Lord History killed my partner and shut us down. No one is safe. And you're next! Oh, fuck! Well, why are you calling us? I want to be on the show. What? Your podcast partner is dead and you just want to be on the show? The fuck else am I going to do? Well, I guess that's fair. Computer, bring up Harold Hadrada and William Kidd. Affirmative, my lord. So, how about we talk about 
these people's physical descriptions. We should, because that's how we start every show. I wish you would shut the fuck up and just get to Harold Hadrada already, okay, James? Fine, let me do it. All right. All right. Get to Harold Hadrada. I will, goddammit. Get it. to it. Go. Harold Hadrada. go. I'm going. Fuck you. All right. Harold Hadrada looks exactly how a Viking king should look. Ah, so black and eight feet tall. <laughs> he stands well over six feet tall, has long blonde hair and a blonde beard, and also reportedly had big hands and feet, and an eyebrow that was slightly higher than the other eyebrow. <laughs> so he has the perpetual DreamWorks animation character look, you know? Yeah. You see that? Like in the front of Kung Fu Panda and B-Movie and, you know, Fucking How to Train Your Dragon, is that DreamWorks? I don't know. So it constantly looks mischievous. Yeah, everyone's got their eyebrow up, and they're like, no? Okay, it's so stupid. Listeners, go look. Please, please do not watch DreamWorks movies unless it's How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> Fuck! Cut it! Speaking of dragons, let's talk about Captain Kidd's physical description. So I'm gonna talk about Captain Kiddo today. It's gonna be great. Mm. Uh, but... As for his looks, it depends on the picture. Okay. Uh, some paintings show him looking like a vaguely interested cream puff, while others show um, him as some badass devil pirate. I personally prefer the devil pirate because I can't see a cream puff being a squashbuck. Sue me. I'm I don't just know what that American. Means, but, you don't uh, know what that means? We'll go with it. Uh, don't think too hard about it. I don't usually think don't. think hard about the word cream puff. Don't think Dear God. hard about the word cream puff. <laughs> Let's... Get on with it. Hey, how about this? How about instead of getting on with it, we take a fucking break because it is blazing hot in here. It still is, listeners. Yeah. So only because I'm in here. That was that was fucking lame. We're Adam. letting you on the <laughs> on the air. Don't God ruin this for us, Adam. God damn it! I think you guys are just too wimpy to fight back. Did you? How much research do you do? You did? Did you? Fuck. How much research did you do on your podcast? I went to Oxford six times for history. Oxford Smoxford. You're not Dan Carlin. Fuck you. <laughs> and welcome back to We Talk About Dead People. And to start things off, I think we're just going to go straight into our Viking friend, Harold's. Vikings are better than pirates. They are not better than pirates. You are wrong. You are wrong. Well, we'll see about that. What about ninjas? Ninjas, ninjas don't get on boats, yeah. you dumb Which fuck. Shit. Fuck off, Adam. Uh, all right, let's just jump into Harold's early life. Why can't a ninja get on a boat? Are you... Now you're interrupting now us. Now you're just interrupting. You're ruining the I'm show. I'm just asking a question. You're ruining the show. Get the fuck out of here. All right, I'm going on. All right. Harold's early life. Okay. You guys are mean. Uh, he doesn't start off as Harold Hardrada. He starts off as Harold Sigurdsson. Ah, and he was son of Sigurd. <laughs> Harold's much older half-brother, Olaf II, also known as Saint Olaf, had made, it, made himself king of Norway by defeating or uniting the various nobles and earls who stood in his way. He was a king and a saint? Holy crap. Yeah. Saint King Olaf II. There's two of them. He, he did also, a lot of them. He, <laughs> he did a lot of Olafs? <laughs> Is that what you said? I don't know. Okay. Uh, while growing up, Harold absolutely idolized his half-brother and thought he was just a shit. Oh, good. In a good way. Brother? Uh, uh, shit in a good way. God, fuck. Yeah, his half-brother. Unfortunately, though, for Harold, Olaf made a lot of enemies. Olaf had to fight off several rebellions and then decided to raid both Finland and Denmark because that's what you do, I guess, when you're a Viking king. Well, both of them at the same time? Yes. They're the really? same country. They're so, the same country. did he... Same country. 
Wow, you actually what, said something what? intelligent. Finland for once. and Denmark? Wait, actually, country? I didn't know that. They're not the same country. <laughs> no. They're not the okay. fuck you, Adam. Uh, you're the historian. I thought. Oh, no, wait, no. I'm the historian. I went to Oxford six times. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Stop telling me to shut the fuck up. It's okay, so weird. he invades both of them, and how does he do this? Does he have two armies or what? Oh, uh, different times. I mean, he's he's king eleven years. Okay. So a lot of time to do a lot of shit. Okay. Uh, eleven years into Olaf's reign, King Canute. Don't read that wrong. <laughs> it's Canute. C-N-U-T. Ah. Uh, the Great... Uh, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. King, King Canute. King Canute. The Great the of great Denmark. Canning. He's the Great of Denmark. <laughs> oh my god. So King Canute, the great. the great of Denmark, <laughs> invaded Norway with the support of many Norwegian nobles. Okay. I think you guys, just from this point forward, should just call him uh, that's inappropriate. He's about to die, yeah. anyway. Oh, damn. Uh, just like I'm about to die. Because it's so hot in here. Don't shoot yourself. It's, I mean, please, please funny. shoot yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let me save you the trouble. I'm just gonna, you know, just, just do it. Yep. Wait, wait, no. Anyway, the Danish invasion was successful, and Olaf was forced to flee into exile into Russia. He returned to Norway in 1029 with an army. Uh, he just gathered an army in Russia? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, he was he was an exiled king, so people listened to him. Right. Oh, okay, uh, that makes yeah. sense. He comes back, and 15-year-old Harald gathered 600 men and joined forces with his oh. step-hero brother Olaf. At 15, he gathered an army of Russians. Uh, no, no. Harald's back in Norway oh, at this fuck. point. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. It's gonna get confusing later on. Anyway, so Harald's with his half-brother Olaf. They've got an army. And they're in ten in ten thirty. Uh, they're confronted by an army of nobles, peasants, and farmers. Ooh, that's an odd group. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Basically, everyone hates them. <laughs> uh, in in the ensuing battle, the Battle of Skittlestad. 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 Sticklestad. Sticklestad. <laughs> Olaf was killed and his army decimated. Harold, oh. bloodied and injured, and only fifteen years old, was forced to flee for his life to Russia. But he vowed he would someday return to Norway as the rightful heir to Olaf. It's really weird how he keeps ending up going back to Russia. For well, he wasn't or in for Russia. Exile. That's like the exact opposite of how well, Olaf, is, uh, Olaf was forced Olaf, to Olaf, his Russia. brother, went to Russia first. So he was now, exiled to Russia. Now Harold's going to Russia as well. Oh. So that's Olaf's two. dead. Harold's in Russia. Okay, so they basically traded traded spaces. Yeah. Okay, so it's like a wife swap, but with a country. Ex exactly. That's okay. exactly how it okay. is. Okay, exactly. Great. Yes. Well, uh, Russia would be a hell of a wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to marry Russia. Get your shit together. <laughs> All you do uh, is sit on couch. Uh, you look like potato. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. <laughs> okay, so hey, let's move on we to kids' early life. Let's do it. Okay, so Captain Kiddo. I hate you. Uh, <laughs> Claims to be born, or have been born, in Dundee, Scotland, around 1645. Okay. Uh, now, even this statement has a lot of controversy surrounding we it. We are one sentence in. I know. Uh, <laughs> the year of birth is difficult to pin down because nobody knew exactly when he was born. Is that redundant, or is that just me? Uh, you're redundant. The 1645 date came from an estimation made by some minister who was said to have failed to take into account that kid was a raging alcoholic oh, and probably looked older than he was, which is why I look like I'm 57. That's true. Uh, yes. So, do. a lot of people think he was born in Greenock for some reason, Greenock or something, uh, even though he was the even though the man himself said it was Dundee and even nicknamed his cabin boy Dundee. 
Captain so, Kidd has a cabin boy? Of course he does. He's a captain. Every captain has a cabin Is this boy. a ship full of kids? No. It's this isn't Peter Pan, you fucking idiot. <laughs> he was the son of a seaman, as we all are, uh, turned minister. Oh god. <laughs> Uh, oh my god. A, <laughs> you won the race. Uh, a Presbyterian minister. Uh, just uh, His early life, uh, according to his official website, <laughs> is a complete mystery. Wait, he has a website? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. And it looks like it came out of 2003. The so, best year. A website full of kids. Um, no. That's not at all. No. <laughs> uh, there's no documentation existing for William Kidd until he was in his mid-30s. Oh, like Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not even a birth certificate. Um, so there's another Obama joke we can do right there. Yeah, Obama. <laughs> uh, but uh, we all know, all we know, I should say, is that uh, he hit the high seas at a young age. Uh, he was supposed to be like 15 when he boarded his first ship. Hmm. Uh, and then he just disappeared for 20 years. That's what happens when you hit the seas. It's abuse. Well, that about does it for kids' early life, and that does it for Harold's early life. So let's move on to the years that really mattered, and uh, I think we should just roll on over to Harold. It's not that hot in here. I oh, think we can keep going. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about Harold's Wait, adult. Why life. is it so hot in here? A year after Olaf's death, his brother, at the Battle of Stickelstad, uh, and trust me, I'm going to say this as many times as possible today. Anyways, a year after. <laughs> <laughs> just because it's uh, Stickelstad. Stickelstad. Sticklestad. It's the name of my hometown, Sticklestad. Really? Close to Stadstickle? Stadstickle? That's where I'm from. Stadstickle. You're a fucking. Rival towns. They're not. It's not a real town. Sticklestad's the only real Sticklestad. Maybe a new universe. Anyway, okay. We're we're not going to get through this. Okay. Harold arrived a year later to the courts of Grand Prince Yaroslav the Wise of Kiev. Ah. And Harold is a fugitive. But. Yaroslav warmly welcomed Harold because he recognized the military potential of the youth, and there was some really distant family connection between the two, which I don't really want to dive into. Fair enough, I don't want to listen to you dive into it. Good. Uh, anyway, Harold joined Yaroslav's army and quickly gained prestige as a fantastic military commander. Harold aided the great prince in the invasion of Poland in 1031, his campaigns against the Estonians, and the ongoing wars against various nomad people. He reportedly also fell in love with the Grand Prince's daughter, Princess Elisive, and wrote a ton of poems for her. Oh, that's so badass! He oh, wrote it love gets, poems? Yeah. Everybody, write more love poems. To everyone. To, to us, to, too. To us, yes. You, you can email us at uh, wetalkaboutdeadpeople at gmail.com. We want to see your best love poems. Viking We'll read them on the air. Us. They have to be in ancient runes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Harold had things to do and places to go, so he and about 500 of his loyal men traveled to the Byzantine Empire and joined the legendary Varangian Guard in 1033 or 1034. Now, let me put in a few words about the Varangian Guard. The Varangian Guard was an elite Byzantine guard unit purposed with defending the Byzantine royal family and the city of Constantinople. So anyway, Harold joined these Varangians and quickly gained the love and loyalty of all of them. The Byzantine Emperor noticed Harold's distinction as a leader and warrior and decided to have him lead many of his armies. Harold's first campaign was against a bunch of Arab pirates. Oh, pirates. See, they're better. He, they're he murdered win. all the pirates. He murdered all the pirates. Murdered. See, he murdered them. It was cold blood. He's not better. He's just a murderer. Whatever. Vikings are worse. <laughs> Pi- no. Uh, he then destroyed all the towns that supported the pirates. Oh, fuck. <laughs> After this, Harold helped in the Byzantine campaigns to push the Muslim Arabs back out of Asia Minor, which is Turkey, uh-huh. uh, which had previously been Byzantine land. 
Uh, Harold reportedly made it all the way to the Euphrates River and took about 80 Arab strongholds. 80 strongholds. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. That's crazy. Uh, also, many sagas report that Hardrada made it all the way to Jerusalem and helped a ton of Christian pilgrims make it here safely. I actually have a question about sagas. Because mm-hmm. I was doing some research a while ago on this character called Hrolf Kraki, and he was a Viking as well. Yes. Um, and he appeared in a lot of sagas, and I was under the impression that sagas were fictional stories. They're, they can be. Okay. They're basically uh, great tales based on some historic deeds. Okay, so so kind of like uh, the Aeneas the, the or other stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of these stories come from the saga that this guy named Snorri wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was also a dwarf. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. No, he actually wasn't a dwarf. But he wrote this saga about Harold, and some of it's true. Some of it's not. I see. Makes for some fun reading. Okay. Okay. Story. I'll get to one of the uh, one of the more fantastic stories of Harold. Oh, later please on. do. Uh, yeah. So then, in 1038, Harold helped in the Byzantine campaigns to take back the island of Sicily from the Muslims. There are many legends of Harold during this campaign in particular. Most of them are surely made up hundreds of years later after his death. Fair enough. But here's one of my favorites. Okay. Okay, so upon arriving at one heavily fortified city, Harold and his army knew that they would not be able to attack such formidable defenses. Harold began sieging the city, but quickly came to the conclusion that his army would run out of of supplies long before the people inside the city would. So he came up with an idea. He ordered his men to stage his funeral. Word was deliberately spread that Harold had died of a disease and that his campaign was now over. Oh, this is so sneaky. It's sneaky. (laughs) His soldiers told the defenders of the city that they had no desire to continue their siege now that their great leader was dead. However, there was a problem. Great Christian leaders deserve a funeral ceremony within a great Christian church. Oh, I see where this is going. Do you now? Mm, I think I do. Trojan horse, they're going to haul him in there and then all the men are going to jump out of his body and start... Do you want to just read this yourself? Yeah, we could just give you the podcast, Adam. See, see, where I come from, you know, we all kind of take turns making comments and stuff. You know, I mean, what life is fair? Yeah, just what, distribute was life the comments fair? Evenly. You know, your partner's dead, Adam. He's dead. I should know better You'll than you. Fucking let him die. Okay. He'd probably kill. Them, He'd probably actually. kill. Adam would probably kill. He'd probably kill his own podcast. He probably would. He kill. He's gonna kill us. So uh, that means we really need to kill Adam right now. Right now. Yeah, we're going to kill him. Let's do it. Hey, wait. Come on now. There's no need to get violent. <laughs> I, I think you I think you know it's time it's to get violent. Pacifist no, scumbag. I mean... I'm pacifist just... scumbag, commie, Nazi gun... bastard! Let's just talk about this. No! Shoot oh, it! Get on your knees! <laughs> Jesus! Blood everywhere! So they were in a coffin. Or Harold was okay, in a coffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So getting back to the story. They, uh, they put Harold in a coffin and formed a funeral processional to the city. Once the coffin was through the gates, the men lowered it to the ground, which prevented the city gates to be closed, and then Harold leapt out of the coffin fully armored and armed. All of his soldiers also threw off their funeral robes and were fully covered in mail. Oh, holy crap. They then killed the defenders and took the city. Wow. That's so badass. That's yep. an amazing story. Probably but, never happened. But, yeah, it probably never <laughs> happened. But, I mean, there has to be some record of this city being taken, right? Well, yeah, and he, they did... I think the Byzantines did take Sicily. Uh, okay, so basically this story could have happened. The could have happened. Is, okay, okay. Makes for good t- uh, storytelling. So he fought in Sicily for a while, and then he fought in southern Italy for a while, uh, and then he was called back to Constantinople to fight against the Bulgarians. Harold helped crush the Bulgars and was given the title Bulgar Burner. <laughs> <laughs> I've been called a Bulgar Burner before. Oh, yeah, it doesn't mean what you think it means, though. He's the best Bulgar... Well, fuck. <laughs> you can't say Bulgar Burner. He's the best Bulgar... 
Burglar burger. burner. I burn all the bulgers. The bulger <laughs> burger burner. <laughs> Jesus. That's what I was trying to get at. That, that's what I was Okay, saying. James, come on. What happened Thank next? Thank you. Okay, we gotta get through this. Uh, now, at about this time, Byzantine Emperor Michael IV died, leaving the throne to his wife Zoe and his nephew Michael V. The empire was to be co-ruled between Zoe, his wife, and Michael V. Michael V, though, was unhappy that he had to co-rule the empire with his aunt, so he tried to rebel against her. Uh, things didn't go well, and he lost. Oh, shit. He was blinded and castrated and oh, made a monk. Oh, Whoa! Yeah, and it might have been Harold himself who blinded and castrated Oh him. my god, not Harold the happiest monk, Michael. No. <laughs> no. Uh, now the Empress Zoe pretty much ruled the empire, but Harold was tired of being a mercenary and wanted to return to Norway to take back his throne. He had enough wealth and enough soldiers to do so. But Empress Zoe refused to let him go. Oh no, why? Some say this was because she needed such a great soldier, while others say that the Empress was in love with Harold. Oh. Either way, Harold was imprisoned. She threw him in prison. So In her love. <laughs> she loved him so much, she <laughs> threw him in prison. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this didn't let, let Harold beat him though. Wait, what? what? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I just had this image in my head of... You know, a love prison. You're just, you know, st stuck in a relationship that you can't get out of and you hate it. And... Are you stuck in a relationship you need to get out of that? Anyway, Harold is in prison, but he doesn't let this beat him. His loyal soldiers managed to free him out of prison in the middle of the night. Nice. He and his men then secretly entered the palace and captured Zoe's daughter. Oh, shit! They then commandeered two ships and escaped Constantinople in the dark of night. They did all that without getting caught? Yeah. Well, wow. I mean... Okay, they're a bunch of Viking warrior mercenaries. Who's gonna stop them? Uh, no. Pirates! <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway, they escape, and once they escaped, the princess was soon let free, uh, unharmed, but Harold wanted to show the Empress Zoe that he... I uh, lost my track. He wanted to show the Empress Zoe that she had absolutely no authority over him. Harold then returned to Kiev, where he married the Princess Elisiv, who he had fallen in love with years before. Oh, Isn't that right? I was going to ask about that, if you ever Yeah, they're back her. together. They're married now. That's beautiful. Uh, he later marries another girl. Oh, fuck. So he has two <laughs> wives at the same time. Fair enough. But for now, they are happily reunited. Mm -hmm. uh, he then gathered an army and headed for Sweden, where he allied with the Swedish king in order to support him in his retaking of Norway. Uh, then there's a lot of fighting and wars and kingly drama, and everybody wants to be king of Norway, and it's super complicated. It's so not complicated at all. So I'm the king of Norway. Well, okay. The, uh, we're going to skip all that. <laughs> and, yeah, we're going to skip that. Basically, <laughs> here are the two important things. One time, there's this big ship battle between Harold and the Danes. Harold wins, and he shoots a ton of people with a bow and arrows. Like, personally? Yeah. Wow. Uh, awesome. He's fighting on the, the bow of the ship, shooting arrows. That Pretty is great. so cool. Yeah. Uh, secondly, Harold wins and becomes king of Norway in 1046. Wow, awesome. Yeah, see how I, I concisely told all of that? Yeah. Without us interrupting you at all. Right. Uh, Harold <laughs> rules for a pretty long time and does a good job at being king. He crushes all opposition and earns the name Harald Hardrada, which means harsh ruler. Oh, so I get it. Hard Rada. Hard, harsh, yes. and ruler Rada. Wow. Wow. English, everybody. Or a hard Learn it rod. As a second language, like oh. me. <laughs> anyway, he did other things, too. He greatly boosted the Norwegian economy, minted a bunch of coins, created a centralized army that only answered to him, did a bunch of exploring and mapping of islands north of Norway and Russia, built a ton of churches, married a second woman. Right. Which right. means he had two wives. And was a faithful Mormon. Oh, uh, what? We talk about the Mormons. Right. Well. No Mormonism, yeah. 
Uh, he also founded the city of Oslo, which is now the capital of Norway. He encouraged trade, wrote some more poems, maybe made it all the way to Canada, wow. and told the papacy that the Catholic Church served under him rather than being equal to him. Whoa! Whoa, and that's that a big move for back wraps then. it up for him, yeah. Uh, so he's king, and he's ruling pretty well, but this Viking king isn't done yet. Still more to come. Wow, I'm on the edge of my seat. This Viking man is so lame! It's nothing like a pirate! Get ready, kids. We're moving on to Captain Kid. Right after this. And we're back to We Talk About That's Dead That's my people. job, you asshole! You know what? I'm taking this Pirates vs. Vikings to a whole new level. Ugh, pirates are better. Pirates right, are better. You just wait. I'm going to show you the best guys, pirate guys, there ever was. Okay, since your self-esteem is so fragile, do you want to do the intro uh, and then talk about kids' life? Uh, I'm going to talk about kids' life right fucking now. Then do it. You jerks. I am the best because I chose a pirate this week. Okay? Okay. So, William Kidd, when we left him, he was on a ship somewhere at 15, and then 20 years went by and we have no idea what happened. Hmm. But, at this point, we start to see a written record of what William Kidd was actually up to. He is in the Caribbean, a long way from Scotland. Uh, it's recorded at this point, and this is, again, the first record of him, uh, that uh, he was a crewman on a privateer vessel and had just taken a French ship by force and sailed it to an English colony known as, I think it's Navi, but it's spelled Nevis. But Nevis? I, I think it's Navi. I don't know. Can you, can you explain the difference between pirate and privateer? Uh, okay, yeah. Because so, I don't know. A pirate, okay, so a privateer is hired by a government. They're basically mercenaries okay. uh, to hunt enemy ships and other pirates that might be harassing trade routes and that sort of thing. Nice. A pirate is just a rogue. He's out there He's basically... He's a freelancer. Yeah, kind of, like a freelancer. He goes out and he'll attack basically any ship. He's not loyal to any crown or business or anything like that. So a privateer is just a legal pirate. A legal pirate, Like yes. the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. <laughs> uh, so anyway, he's in Navi. Uh, and here, Christopher Codrington, the governor of the island, uh, renamed the ship the Blessed William. That's after, lame. <laughs> after King William III and gave it to William Kidd. Right? So, William, to avoid being confused with his own ship, changed the first name, <laughs> changed his first name to Captain and became Captain Kid. Wait, they literally changed their first name? His name is Captain Kid. Really? It's, no, no, it's not. Is not it, it's not Captain totally William Kid. Yes, it's Captain William. Captain Kid. Does he have a cape? So, uh, does he have a kid? <laughs> he does have a kid. We'll get to that. Okay, cool. He's uh, Cabin Boy. Yeah, well, not that, not that kid. Different kid. Anyway, so Christopher Codrington. The most Britishly named person in the Caribbean True. appoints Captain Kidd to defend the island from the French, essentially giving him a pirate license, like a privateer, uh, because he is a privateer. His pay is whatever he can pillage from the French. All right. So in December of that year, Captain Kidd took his ship, joined a ship squad to invade a French sugar plantation at Marie Galante. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, not, but it doesn't matter. They blasted it from the sea. Landed and pillaged the whole place. Kid took home two thousand pounds. Wow, what a fat fuck! <laughs> <laughs> kind of like two, you, James. Two thousand yeah. pounds of money. Uh, pounds is a currency, guys. In case you were wondering, there's just no button for it on my keyboard because I'm a goddamn Yankee and I, I don't have the pound sign on my keyboards. Thomas Hewitt. What? Oh, pound. Okay. I was thinking the, you know, half. Shut time. your Can ass. Get on with it. Thomas Hewitson, the squad leader, recorded that Kid was an excellent fighter. 
and had been extremely efficient during the raid. Huh. Excellent and extremely efficient. Yes. So he was really good at leading his men, and he was also just as brutal as any one of those, you know, pirates with him, or privateers with him. Uh, so he was so successful that he was jo- uh, ordered to join another squad that was attacking French warships. But this was a hell of a lot more dangerous than attacking Candyland. Right. <laughs> uh, his crew rebelled and said they wouldn't do it. Uh, and he went ashore, and as Kid does, got drunk, and his crew stole the Blessed William and all of the loot in the middle of the night. The Blessed oh. William Kid, they stole him? Kid was given another ship, the Antigua, and was ordered to hunt down his old crew, retake his ship, and bring them all back to Navi to be tried for piracy. Great story, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it has no. a shitty ending, no. which is to say it has no ending. What? We don't know. He's alive? <laughs> we don't know if Kid <laughs> ever went and got the Blessed William back. Buzzkill. Oh. Uh, so it's 1690. Uh, Kid is in New York in the middle of a rebellion. Mm. The self-appointed colony leader has refused to sincere uh, to recognize the newly appointed governor called Henry Slaughter. Slaughter? I think it's Slaughter. Slaughter or Slaughter? Slaughter? Nope. <laughs> Kid joined forces uh, with Slaughter and Slaughter. Cut. Slaughter. Slaughter. Kid joined forces with Slaughter and ferried guns and ammo to help snuff out Jacob Leisler's little rebellion. It worked, and Kid was rewarded with 150 pounds and a commendation from Slaughter. Now, he was a little famous. A little famous. Just a little. He okay. only helped put down a rebellion in New York. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he met this woman in, uh, named Sarah Ort. Ort. And she was married to a guy named John Ort, who, if you go to the official Captain Kid website, has the most pixely face you'll ever see. Hmm. Uh, I, I wish I could. This was a visual media because you guys would probably laugh your asses off if you saw this. Um, but suddenly, John Ort dies. Uh. And two days later, William and Sarah are in court applying for a marriage license. Wait, moving what on. He, what did he die of? Did he just he just died? Nobody knows. He's just like fuck this, and it was over. Uh. Well, yeah, those were his last I, words. I, yeah, that's, that's in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> the Apocrypha, I believe. Oh, uh, yeah. So, applying uh, for marriage. No, one, no case was ever brought against them, though it seemed pretty obvious what had happened to the people of New York. Yeah. They, they all figured that, uh, that uh, William and Sarah had killed Mr. Ort. Um, I'd kill him just for his name. Yeah, it's a pretty stupid name. Ort. Ort. wonder if he was an Ortist. Oh my god, I told you no fucking p- He settles down in New York for a year and makes a bunch- Are you okay? No, Do you reading, need a lozenge? I'm reading, I'm reading ahead, sorry. Quit reading ahead! There's no script! <laughs> this is all unscripted! He settles down for a year in New York, makes a bunch of money, but the sea called him home, and he planned to leave his life of luxury and return to the waves. So he does what any pirate would do. He gets investors. Hmm. Yeah, right. But he's a businessman now, so that's just kind of what you do. So Robert Livingston, his main man, goes to England to see if he can get investors to pay for a new kick-ass ship for Captain Kidd. The plan is to sell Kidd's sword and his new ship, not literally his sword, his, his you know, privateering sword. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And his new ship to the King of Scotland, go to the Indian Ocean, and hunt pirates. Nice. Yeah. So, a few words about these investors. Some, uh, their names are Richard Blackham, Earl of Romney, the Earl of Orford, Sir John Summers, the Duke of Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury. I think it's Shrewsbury. A land full of shrews. Yeah. And Robert Livingston himself. Just picturing a shrew with, like, a little crown and a robe. I just pictured a bunch of shrews being buried alive. 
They can handle it. They're what? shrewd. Oh, what the they, they can dig out, you fuckers! <laughs> the way you and said and that. Uh, I want to read their names on the air: Duke of Shrewsbury, Robert Livingston, and all the rest, uh, because they are jerks and they deserve all of it. Oh, um, so you can write your hate mail to them. So at, if you're uh, hearing this, Earl of Romney. <laughs> Wait, Mitt Romney? <laughs> no, that's a different Romney. Oh. A less Mormon Romney is Earl of Romney. Uh, but these people eventually, uh, particularly Robert Livingston, will eventually stab Kid in the back with a fucking sharpened mast. <laughs> they are wait, they are wait, massive dick machines. How does that work? Trust like me. I'm picturing like a mast from like a one of those giant ships they used to sail. I'm picturing some guy like picking it up over his head and just throwing it through. Actually, the it was all of them collectively picking up the mast. I thought it was a Catholic <laughs> mass. No, no, that would be almost worse. Yeah. Sorry, Catholics. We just lost our whole Catholic did. Fuck! So, Kid's new ship is built and put to sea. It's called the Adventure Galley. <laughs> oh, dude. I know, isn't that That sounds beautiful? like a great pub. Oh, yeah, it actually kind of does. Yeah, yeah, true. Or a really, really exotic kitchen on a cruise ship. Yeah, it's an adventure every time you go to the galley. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, shut the fuck up. You guys up. don't think it's funny. Uh, it's oh, English sure. crew. Uh, we're around 70. And he planned to sail to New York. Uh, he, being Captain Kidd, planned to sail to New York to recruit another 80. Um, and they left port to head to sea. And all of them were drunk. <laughs> yep. By default, they're okay. Pirates. Oh, yes, they're sailors. Uh, right. They passed, and, you know, remember, Kidd is a raging, raging alcoholic. Yes. Uh, so, of course, all of his men are hand-picked alcoholics. Hmm. Um, but anyway, they're going, they're all wasted, and they're going past this Royal Navy ship. And etiquette is basically, whenever you pass a Royal Navy ship, you salute. They fail to salute, or at least they don't salute properly. Most of the men, drunk as fuck, drop their pants and wave their asses at the Royal Navy. <laughs> so the Royal as you should. Yes, as you should. <laughs> Just last the whole Royal Navy. <laughs> so the Royal How Navy. Do you wave your ass. Just try it. Would you like me to show you? You wave it with passion Please. and faith. I will do it right God. here. God, no. God oh. damn it, James. So, the Royal Navy pulls them over and takes most of Kid's fresh crew to the brig. So, Kid has barely enough men to sail his ship now, and he limps down to Plymouth where he recruits more men for a journey across the Atlantic. But at this point, Kid's way behind. His contract, uh, his privateering contract, requires him to return to England by the 20th of March, 1697. And he only arrives in New York in July, 1696. Yikes. That means that he has a less than a year. To go to the Indian Ocean, kill some pirates, and drop off his loot in Boston. And remember, it has to be enough loot to make good on his backers' investments. Ooh. Right. So he's under the gun now. <laughs> um, but he's finally on his way to the Indian Ocean. Uh, but they, the Adventure Galley and, and his whole crew run into a storm and they lose some sails. So they're crippled even more. Hmm. Um, so with this new holdup, they intercept a Royal Navy squadron off the Cape of Good Hope and request new sails. As a privateer, this is totally fine. He's entitled to aid from the Royal Navy. Okay. But the Navy refuses. Ah. They're like, nah, no, <laughs> you can just... You can just row your way out of the ocean. Yeah. Even after they wave their magnificent asses at them, the Royal yes, Navy is yes. still declining. They take the rest of their sails. <laughs> Put those away. <laughs> so Kid, probably drunk, angry, and definitely overheated, threatens to steal sails from the first merchant ship he comes across. Mm. The squadron commander threatens to take 30 of his men to the brig. <laughs> so Kid slips away from the squadron in the middle of the night, Propelled by rowers. Mm. So it was a joke before, but it's totally what they're doing now. <laughs> they're like, quick paddle! Oh, God! Uh, so they stop the island of Mahila, 
uh, as it is, and it has been reported that the Adventure Galley was in just terrible shape and needed major repairs. So they begin these repairs, but Kid loses 50 men in the space of a week due to disease. Jeez. 50 in a week. Ridiculous. What disease do you, do you know? Uh, it's just a love all, disease. Various <laughs> diseases, probably, you know, bad pirate disease and scurvy disease. Scurvy. So Kid loses 50 men in the space of a week due to disease. Um, and he's due back in Boston in a month. And he's got nothing, right? He's got nothing. Oh, no geez. prize, no crew, no sales. He's got um, a great immune system, though. Yeah, he does. That's apparently. true. Um, so he uh, he puts down on this island and starts looking for new recruits. Um, and his existing crew begins to whisper of piracy. Uh, and who can blame them, right? That piracy. <laughs> Just adding to the ambiance. Vikings. Vikings. Piracy. Uh, so the reason is they don't have a prize. None of them are getting paid. They're all starving. Right. Uh, they're all sick. And this whole thing has been just a clusterfuck. Mm. So they want to go and just take the first ship and just start a new life. Um, and while this is going on, he straight up misses the deadline, which means he's now eligible for arrest mm. uh, because technically this means he stole the adventure galley. Um, his crew is also legally arrestable. Um, and they haven't actually, they've had a lot of trouble identifying pirate ships, which is their main target, uh, because the pirates are flying illegal flags. They appear to be innocent merchant ships when they're not. So they'll oh. put up a French flag yeah. or an English flag. Hmm. Um, and which again, is what false flag comes from, actually. Yeah, that's actually what, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the, the ship is falling apart again. Uh, it's literally sinking unless the bilge pumps are run day and night. Huh. It's hot, it's humid, people are sick, there's nothing to do but pump the bilge. Jesus Christ, it sounds like. You guys, <laughs> we're just in here pumping the bilge. Yeah, what does that mean, by the well, way? Well, it's 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 what you say. It's humid. It's hot. People are sick. I mean, <laughs> it sounds awfully familiar. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah. So there's since there's nothing to do, the crew is just fighting all the time, uh, and sometimes with guns and swords. So like people Jeez. are getting killed and you know horribly wounded, and you know it's really slowing things down. Um, at the breaking point, a gunner named William Moore screams at Kid that he's going to bring them all to ruin. He complains that he hasn't been paid, and Kid is destroying his life. So, Kid does the only sensible thing to do, and uh -huh. throws a bucket at Moore and kills him. The bucket killed the guy? Yep, it killed him. Fractured his skull. He kicked the bucket. Fuck. He headbutted the bucket. Fuck. When fighting Kid, he really paled in comparison. Oh, mm. I said no punch! It's February 1698, a year past the due date. Kid is about to give up when, out of nowhere, the Adventure Galley runs across an Armenian merchant ship loaded with gold, jewels, silver, silk, sugar, and weaponry. Hmm. According to Captain Kid's website, this ship was, quote, a legal nightmare. It was owned by Indians, it was carrying Persian cargo, it was crewed by Moors, and captained by an Englishman. But it was an Armenian ship. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah, I know. They really met their so they're going to piss off quota. everyone by taking the ship, and they do, Ugh. without a fight, um, as far as I can tell. Uh -huh. um, but success felt good. So Kid and his crew decide to continue sailing around the Indian Ocean with their prize in tow. They come across the hilariously named Mocha Frigate <laughs> at the Isla de Saint Marie, uh, Santa Maria or whatever, I don't know. Uh, and this stupid ship is captained by a guy named Robert Culliford. Who was the guy who 10 years oh, earlier yeah, yeah. stole the Blessed William from Kid's command at Navi? Oh, yeah. Time for some vengeance, right? Yeah. Wrong! Oh. 
That's your joke. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. I stole your intro earlier. Uh, yeah, we're even now. Yep. Kid's whole crew, except for 13 men, immediately joined Culliford's much more successful and much more intentional pirate crew. Hmm. You know, these guys weren't like accidental pirates. Right. You know, which would make a hilarious romantic comedy, accidental pirates. <laughs> um, but these guys were like real pirates, and his guys are, you know, just so tired of Kid that they go and join him. Um, so, uh, Kid surrenders. And Culliford spares his life, leaving Kid and his tiny, tiny crew on an island with two stripped ships floating in the harbor. Well, one was floating. The adventure galley sank to the bottom because, let's face it, it turned out to be a shitty, shitty ship. Uh, (laughs) Uh, However, this story has been said to be a complete lie. What? Uh, It actually comes from Kid's trial and seems awfully convenient. Major conflict here is that first Kid claimed the ship sank in the harbor, and then he claimed he burn hmm. which makes no sense yeah uh, his website puts together another story where he ends up working with Culliford to fix the adventure galley loads up the Armenian merchant ship and heads out interesting huh right? yeah um, but the point is we really don't know what happened to the adventure galley uh, and now he's on this merchant ship he's probably going on more adventures yeah an adventure at the bottom of the ocean mm. at the bottom of the ship barrel <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, but Kid, you know, still thinks he can fulfill his contract. Um, and then the warrant for his arrest arrives. Uh, back in England, Kid's investors are starting to see themselves as associated with piracy. Ooh. Uh, from the top down, it became the popular understanding that Kid was a pirate. Not a privateer with bad luck, a pirate. Right. <laughs> but uh, Kid wants to clear his name, so he takes his crew to New York, leaving behind his merchant ship and treasure in the West Indies and taking a smaller sloop called the St. Anthony. Um, it didn't work. Yeah. Oh. The kid was arrested in New York and sent to England on a ship called the HMS Advice. What? What is it with these terrible ship names? <laughs> they need advice. The HMS on Advice. <laughs> uh, what should we name the ship? Advice? Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, they probably just opened up a dictionary to the to a random page A-D-Vice. pointing. Advice. Yeah. Advice. Uh, but uh, Kid was put on trial uh, while he continually hinted that he hid a lot of his treasure back in the West Indies and that he'd be willing to give it up for his release. Hmm. But no one listened. Oh. And Kid waited for his backers to come and bail him out to tell the court it was actually all legal and under contract. But remember, popular opinion was that Kid was a pirate, and for any of them to admit it would be the same as saying they were associated with piracy. Ooh. Yeah. So, hmm. how about this? How about we take a break? Yeah. And when we come back, we'll see how both of these guys die. Anybody great? Maybe they didn't. We don't know. Oh, intrigue. We don't talk about dead people. Maybe we don't talk about dead people. No, they both die. And welcome back to We Talk About Dead People. And when we left off, we had just finished with William Kidd's adult life. And now we're going to move into Harold Hadrada's end. Yeah. Uh, so Harold is kind of ruling Norway, and he's doing a pretty good job. Good. Uh, but he's getting restless and yearns for expanding his kingdom. Hmm. As luck would have it, England was going through some tough times. A bunch uh, of people... <laughs> Sorry, England's what? always going through tough times. That's true. They, they are. <laughs> But they're also making it tough times for other people a lot of the time. Oh, that that is also true. Anyway, uh, England is not doing too well. 
A bunch of people were making claim to the English throne and battling it out. Harold decided that he too would make a claim to England and proceeded to gather up an army and invade. Oh. Harold had an army of between 10 and 15,000 Norwegians, along with a couple thousand allied English troops and Scottish troops. <laughs> Harold landed, landed near the city of York, crushed the local English barons, and sacked the city of York. Wait, which city did he sack? York. Near? York? York. 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 New York? No. Old, Old York. York. We said it at the same time. Impressive. Uh, Uh, Currently on the throne of England was Harold Godwinson. Okay, we have a competitor for most British last name now. (laughs) (laughs) Godwinson. Harold versus Harald. Yes. Harald Godwinson. Uh, Godwinson had just recently declared himself king and was met with a ton of rebellions and invasions, including, of course, Harald Hardrada of Norway. So Godwinson gathered his soldiers and quickly rode to meet Hardrada near York. The two armies met at a bridge named Stamford Bridge. The bridge separated the two armies except for a few Norwegian sentinels on the side of the um, oncoming English. The Norwegians had no idea that the English army was so close and were taken completely by surprise. Sounds like it. Yeah, few of them were in armor and the whole army was in chaos. Godwinson ordered his soldiers to cross the bridge and attack, but they were held on the bridge by a single unnamed Norwegian berserker. Holy fuck! That's awesome! Oh, yeah. This is this is badass. This berserker reportedly held the English back with a large two-handed axe and killed like 20 guys. Holy shit. Finally, the English had had enough. An English soldier with a spear swam under the bridge and then stabbed the Norwegian soldier through oh, the slats oh, of the bridge. Oh, no! He took Jeez. a spear to the balls, oh. fell over, and died. Oh. Wow. <laughs> that, even that too. stops a berserker. Yeah. Uh, The English then charged across the bridge. Although the Norwegians didn't have enough time to put on armor, the sacrifice of the berserker had given them enough time to form a shield wall. This was not enough, though. Uh, The English soldiers were well-armed and armored and pretty much crushed the Norwegians. Harold Hardrada led his soldiers in one final futile charge. The king was unarmed, but reportedly went into total berserker mode and killed a bunch of English before an arrow went right through his throat. Oh my god, so he was like punching Englishmen? Yeah, he just had this long sword and was... Wait, I thought you said he was unarmed. Oh, did I? Yeah. I meant unarmored. He had oh, unarmored. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a long sword or a sword or something. Oh, okay. That's less badass, but still pretty badass. <laughs> well, he's not wearing any, any armor. He's just running out there. He knows he's going to die at this point. And then an arrow goes through his throat. But he kills yeah. a bunch of guys. So the Norwegian king was dead, the invasion had failed, and the Norwegian army was massacred. The year was 1066. Fuck. Ironically, Godwinson, who had just defeated the Norwegian invaders, had to immediately gather up his army again and head south to defeat another group of invaders. These invaders were the Normans, led by William the Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Great name. Yeah, uh, Harold Godwinson I was. Def- he was okay with that. No, name. Probably Part, not. Maybe it was his idea. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would love for my name. You know, to I really the am a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you start? They're right. <laughs> well, he gets a better name later on. Just, just oh. wait. Uh, Harold Godwinson was defeated, his army destroyed, and he was killed. William the Bastard now got the much better title of William the Conqueror and became the new King of England. I don't know if that's better. Why couldn't he be called William the Bastard Conqueror? Or the Conqueror of Bastards. (laughs) (laughs) Bastard the William Conqueror. I don't know. Anyway, that's kind of the end of Harold Hardrada. Okay, so he got... His killer got killed by a bastard. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. What a name. So, uh, speaking of ends oh, yes. and bastards. Ah. Hey! <laughs> hey now. You guys, right? Yeah. Uh, Kid, and when we left him, he was in England on trial for piracy, uh, waiting for his investors to bail him out. 
And he was there for, again, a year, and uh, they never came and got him. Hmm. But he was loyal. He never revealed their identities in court. Um, His loyalty to these men was actually strong to a fault. Um, He got the death penalty for piracy. And before he was even put off, you know, like offed or whatever, um, he started writing to his sponsors or his uh, investors saying, come on, got to help me. He wrote to the Speaker of the House of Commons offering to give, you know, all his loot in exchange for his release. And he never got any responses. Hmm. So uh, May 23rd, 1701, kid gets completely drunk and can't stand without help. Oh, jeez. He's put on a cart and paraded through London while people jeer at him. Uh, of course, he doesn't notice because he's still drunk. Sure. Um, he's taken up to the gallows and hanged for about two seconds before the rope breaks. Uh, he falls into the mud, confused and angry. <laughs> um, he's rehanged. It works. And as is customary, his body hangs until three tides have washed over the corpse. Wow. Is that like the custom for pirates? Yeah, for pirates. That's kind of awesome. Tides. It's awful. <laughs> I, okay. If you're a really bad pirate. But it doesn't sound like Kid was that bad of a pirate. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. He sounds like a terrible pirate. He took, what, one boat? Yeah. (laughs) They should just let one tide go over. (laughs) So, yeah, after that, they tarred his body and hung it in a metal cage uh, over the port where it was for two years Hmm. until it was just a skeleton in a cage, uh, a la Pirates of the Caribbean. Wow. Yeah. So uh, what happened to Robert Culliford? That's disgusting. (laughs) What happened to Robert Culliford, the pirate who stole Captain Kid's ship? One year... In prison. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He got arrested for piracy and he spent one year in prison. Jeez. Uh, Comparatively speaking, yeah, Captain Kidd was literally hanged to death. So, uh, at least he was drunk when it happened. Who? Captain Kidd. He was drunk when it happened. That's what I said. At least he was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They said, I wish he was (laughs) drunk. Like he wishes to. Yeah. Apparently just a raging alcoholic. But anyway. Um, so what happened to that treasure left in the West Indies? We don't actually know. Ooh. But it didn't stop one of his backers from going completely mad searching for it. Is that a big part of his legacy, just that they never found his supposed treasure? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, because... There are a lot of locations that they say um, the Money Pit is. Oh, he was the guy behind the Money Pit. Yeah, he was the guy behind oh, the Money okay. Pit. Um, and, Oak uh, Island or something? Yeah, Oak yeah. Island Money Pit. Yeah. yeah. They don't think... I mean... There are people still digging there, and they found some things, like some some old chests, and then it just keeps collapsing, so they can't get to the bottom. Um, but uh, he claimed that his his stuff was in the West Indies, not hmm. in not anywhere near the uh, East Coast. I think that's where Oak Island is. I think it's, it's Canada. Yeah, it's Canada. 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 Okay, cool. Well, anyway, um, I think we're done here. I think so, and too. I think pirates are better. Your pirate took one ship. Still and there. then kind of gave it back. Your guy got shot through the throat because yeah. he couldn't get his armor on. Okay? But he went down fighting. I mean, Captain Kidd just kind of... Captain Kidd went down drunk. That's better than fighting. Come on now. That's... He continued to Better drink. For me, I might see. have to concede to that one. <laughs> All right. Well, let's head back to the surface. Adam, I'm going to carry on my smartphone so, you know, you can see the upstairs and maybe meet Pickles. Um, and Why? then I'm, I'm going to throw you across. He doesn't want to meet Pickles. Nobody wants to meet Pickles. I want to meet Pickles. Let's head upstairs. Let's go. I could use several tacos. I could use several drinks. I could use a woman by giving her false hope and leading her on for several months. Go to hell. Already there, James. Try clinical depression. It's Satan's favorite game. (sighs) You need help. Well, everyone, we hope you enjoyed the show. 
If you did and would like to help support what we do and help us keep the lights on, please find us on Patreon and throw us a few bucks. That's www.patreon.com slash we talk about that people. Even a dollar, exactly as much as a snow cone costs, helps tremendously. Thank you to our current patrons and all our listeners as well. Without you, we have nothing. We are nothing. Feel free to send all of your hate mail to wetalkaboutdeadpeople at gmail.com. We will read all of it and not along. If you hate us, you're probably right. And with all that being said, we'll bring our show to a close and let the sweet song of the sea play you out. Thank you.